tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, Xavier Guerrero and Jay Nice, Johnny Wooder. Johnny, what was that face you just made? <laughs> oh, no, I was looking to see if I was on mute. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed all the episodes. We're cranking out a lot of episodes lately. I'm probably going to burn out and disappear and live in the forest. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to see me live while you can, just know while that you can. June 11th, I, I mean May 11th, I'll be in Laguna Niguel. May 26th, I will be in Holland, Michigan. Grand, And then the following day, I'm in Grand Rapids, which is May 27th. And then the following week, I am in... Uh, Ohio, no, the 28th, I'm also in Grand Rapids as well. That's two shows, May 27th, May 28th. And then June 2nd, I am in Columbus. June 3rd, Cleveland. And June 4th, Dayton, Ohio, going back to the murder scene. And then what else we got? Oh, then Tennessee at the end of June. Tallahassee and then Jacksonville. And some big shows are coming up. Just hold on. I think you're going to see a mega tour coming up, hopefully. So we'll see with that. Go to Rockfin for all of my premium content. Uh, go to Tinfoil Hat T-shirts for the T-shirt sports show. We have a bunch of live. Uh, we have a bunch of free feeds uh, on samtriplee.com. If you want to listen to any, anywhere you listen to a podcast, just click uh, samtriplee.com and you can get the audio stream, uh, streams. Uh, Tim Fall Hat, Broken Sim. We just dropped a new one about me uh, as a park ranger for my daughters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. girl with a giant bush. Go check that out. <laughs> Cash Daddies, we're working on a new format there to kick some butt. Punch Drunk, Union on the Unwanted, the greatest and most important conversations on the internet. And then two of my shows on Rockfin, I'm get, putting out old episodes, uh, uh, and that is uh, Con uh, Conspiracy Social Club. And my spiritual show, Zero, just wherever you listen to podcasts, you can hear those. A 24-hour radio show, if you want me in your head. And uh, the Telegram. So also, the Telegram is available. Go join the Telegram. Just so you know, I'm working with my web designer, and we are going to make SamTriple.com the decentralized place for all of my fans to talk, because eventually they're going to come for us on Telegram. It's going to happen. So, But what's going to be great about this at Sam Tripoli is you're going to be able to get one login for everything on there, and we're working on that real oh, soon. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, you're going to yeah. be able to get everything you want on samtriple.com, whether you're watching videos, you want to talk on the chat boards and all that stuff. It's going to be one login for everything. You're not going to have to log in Wait, everywhere Does that else. mean Chris Neff won't be able to make a bunch of fake logins to talk yeah, to himself? Yeah, Chris oh, won't no. be able to tweet himself uh, on third person. Uh, which is always great. So all anything you need at samtriplee.com. Guys, anything else? Nope. That's no, it. just check it. That Broken yeah. Sin was a good one. Check it out. 
Check, check it out. It. It's a real talk good about one. Eddie Bravo's stand up brilliance. Uh, this is a great episode. We talk guy. about we talk about the Black Madonna. Enjoy the episode. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Eric, open your mind. I'm uh, very excited about this episode because this gets into what I, I one of my favorite topics, which is hidden history, uh, the rewriting of history. You know, Johnny hit me up the other day. He's like, "Dude, what is it about these shows where they like have somebody like they just suddenly they're a black character playing a, a, a white uh, person from it's history all the time, dude?" And this is like to me the rewriting of history. They don't want you to know your history. And we have a very, you know, we have this kind of time in history where, you know, uh, the Catholic Church went around and forced a certain doctrination on people. That, well, I should say more the Vatican went around and forced a doctrination on people, and uh, history was lost. And that includes beliefs and religions and spirituality from. Uh, the past that I think are very important. So these are the conversations that I really love to have. Uh, so I'm excited to have this young lady on. She was uh, on my Zero podcast, and now we're here again. She's uh, been around the world. She's seen some amazing things, and uh, she's quite the dancer, I've heard. So I'm very excited to have her on. Please welcome Elzandra Belloni. Yes, did I get it? Did I get it? Why you um, I, I think you did. <laughs> yeah! I love having you on. Thank you so much. You crushed it on uh, my Zero podcast. So I'm very excited to have you on. and you. And uh, get back into it and have a conversation with you. I know we have you for a short time, so we're going to get into it. Uh, for our listeners who may not have heard you on Zero, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your you, your past, uh, all some of the wonderful things that you've done? Well, uh, I'm from Italy, so I need to um, kind of stress that, that I'm, I was born in Italy and grew up there, then came here as a teenager. So I've, de- I've dedicated most of my life to um, researching our folklore from the south of Italy, which is deep into roots, like you were saying, pre-Christian roots. And um, the south of Italy was called Magna Grecia, was also part of ancient Greece. So... What happened as I was doing research for the music, which I play, you know, on stage and I now teach, um, that's when I discovered all these uh, incredible ancient traditions that are musical, most of them connected to, you know, what we now worship as the Black Madonna, but really uh, showing that it's ancient uh, worship to different aspects of the earth goddess, of the earth mother, of the moon goddess, of the sea goddess. So uh, spirituality that, as you mentioned, has been definitely hidden, you know, by the Vatican or the, you know, the, the Catholic Church, especially. But in, interesting enough, in our tradition, it's never died. So w- what I've done is research it, put it together on stage, perform it. Uh, write my own shows dedicated to different, um, you know, different themes, especially to the healing of the earth and to bring in different cultures together and also showing how the Black Madonna represents the African mother. So what I've done, I've done it as a singer, percussionist, also a dancer, but um, and uh, as artistic director of this company. 
And I have um, traveled around a lot, especially in drum festivals around the world. And the beauty of this is that you always see that there are so many connections, you know, between our tradition from the south of Italy and others, especially going to Brazil. Or you see, you know, the, the rhythms are the same, the African rhythms are the roots. So I've specialized in really uh, making this tradition alive around the world, but also then a fusion with others, with other ethnic groups. So um, I would say it's more global, it's not just Italian. And, and the, ma the main reason for it is healing. Healing through an ancient knowledge when people knew that the earth is alive as a human, as a, like human beings, she can think and nurture and, and listens. So, and the music is part of that. Music is devotional. So that's what I specialize in and, and share. You Especially are, in a time when people need it, you know. You are a world-class drummer. Um, you're, you're, you travel the world and people, you're renowned for your drumming. And, and uh, I mean, you've been doing this for so long. Where does your yes. journey begin? Where does this whole story start because i remember talking to you in your early childhood and a lot of the stuff that you were going through then led you to kind of start to look into what many would call the occult maybe like in terms of hidden history stuff secrets that maybe weren't out there that you just kind of went out and pursued was am i right on that at all a, a, a little bit i i don't personally call it the occult but it's a. Uh I was interested, uh, as a child, I began as an actress, as a singer and actress in Rome. But um, when I, um, and my, my grandfather played the, the percussion, the tambourine, and this, this folk music from the South, but I wasn't really into that. When, it's really when I came, I came to New York to, you know, to be an artist. And then um, I went back to Italy and I realized that even though I was doing theater and other things, there was a piece of me missing because I needed to connect with my deep roots. And these roots were really, uh, you know, from the south, you know, the south of Italy, where, um, like you say, the there is the hidden culture that where people still honor um, the saints or the Madonna with very ancient, I would say, pagan rituals. And um, and they're very powerful. So it began in you know in the late seventies by listening to this music, and then decided to travel all over the south, and from one place to the next. And I had a lot of mystical experiences, as well as healing. You know, I was ill, and I had a vision of the Black Madonna. Then through the dance of the Tarantella, I healed myself from this irregular. Um, uh, it was irregular bleeding, but it was actually a form of can cancer cells in the cervix. So that was really the starting point for me to understand that I was onto something more, that it wasn't just performing the music, but to bring alive something that was, again, hidden by the church, but truly powerful healing. And a lot of it is through the rhythm, it's through the drumming and the dance. So I have then taken this on after I healed myself and, and also used it um, 
I used it with other women, you know, women who suffered abuse. So, but it really began, you know, in the seventies when, when I, I was in search of my own expression as an artist. And it, when it took me back to this, to these roots, it was like really more, I was cold than, um, you know, it found me, <laughs> I would say, you know what I mean? Sometimes you look for things, but then I ended up in the South of Italy hearing this music and being in the collective rituals of drumming. And it really took me by the heart, especially the instrument, the tambourine. You know, seems like a simple, yeah, but it's not. Uh, Let's get into the Black Madonna. Who is the Black Madonna? What does she represent? And before we get into that, uh, do do the Moors and Sicilians, uh, because I am a quarter Sicilian, my grandmother was Sicilian, uh, my father was Italian, and I used to say they were the same thing, but my dad was like, well, they, they have very distinct past and stuff like that they're not the same thing and so i've always really been proud of my sicilian background there's (laughs) you know very uh famous scenes from movies involving uh sicilians (laughs) and stuff like that so tell us a little bit are you sicilian no i was born in rome i'm not sicilian but i know sicily very very well sicily is really one of the places um I know, well, like the other region of Calabria, I've traveled all over. And Sicily is known as the, la- the land of, the island of Demeter and Persephone, the goddess, you know, Demeter uh, of the earth and Persephone of the underworld. So the Black Madonna that you asked me about, does she represent? It's complex. It's not so simple to describe um, her in a few words. I wrote a book of 435 pages, by the way, Healing Journeys with a Black Madonna. It's right here. And um, the first thing I, sh- I can say, she represents the Earth Mother, the womb of the Earth where we come from, so that darkness. She represents also the Cosmic Mother, the darkness of the cosmos, which is the origin of life. She represents... Um, also the moon and the dark side of the moon as well. And um, very important, she's also obviously uh, what we recognize as the origin of humanity, as the African mother, you know, it's now, you know, it's proven, we know that there is one origin of humankind in Africa. So the Black Madonna also represents that the black mother where we come from, and again, very much the earth and the cosmos. And in ancient times, people uh, knew that the, what I think, you know, that was, that's the title that I want to give if I do the film and was the original title of my book. Is I really think that God is a woman and she's black because that's really the origin where we come, the dark matter. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I've always said that. <laughs> I've always said that that was really, uh, even yeah? in jokes. I have jokes about, but the, but um, you know, it's it's just super interesting because we've seen like so many different images of uh, mother, whether it's Jesus and stuff like yeah. that, and then the rewriting of all these things. And you know, again, like I'm open minded to uh, anything and everything. I think again, <laughs> like when if people try to keep peeling back the onion 
to try to find what is the singular truth. And I don't think it exists. And I, I also, you know, after our discussion we had last time, I was kind of thinking that like maybe there's different deities in different in different regions. You know that like different connections like to different portals. Maybe different, but like when you think about like if we're all part of the universe, right? And in, in, right. in the early days, right? You right. the whole notion is like like you reach this spiritual level and you ascend and and become part of God. Maybe maybe these earlier beings became different entities to different people and represented different things and i i mean yeah, there is a, a lot of theories of the gods being not just gods out there but beings yes that's my and i think the black madonna is alive that's a being that's not just a statue or an icon she's alive yeah, I, I really? totally agree with that, man. I totally agree. I think it's super interesting, like all of like just uh, how they've rewritten everything and the history. And why does the Black Madonna resonate so much with you? Like, what is it about her, and why have they like hidden her so much? Like, what does she represent that that somewhat scares? And you know, when you get into patriarchy versus um matriarchy i i I feel that like um i just feel like that's just a way to divide us some more i do feel that women are super powerful and like i know every every guy i know that is like killing it in life there's a woman behind him (laughs) like like pulling the levers punching the buttons and all that stuff and like you know, you don't want to admit it, but like I go down all these, I'm like, yap, 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 yap. In one way or another, very rarely are they are they by themselves. Once in a while, I can think of a couple bachelors that somehow keep it together, but they don't seem like very happy people. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, but not that anyone needs anyone, but just for me, it's just like I know that there's a lot of guys who are just like they need a woman in their life to help them with a lot of details because they're just dealing with a lot of stuff. And so when we get mm-hmm. to, 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 um, patriarchy versus, you know, matriarchy, oh, sure. it, it starts a fight with everybody. When I think it's more of a yin and a yang together and everybody brings something and you don't want two yins and you don't want two yangs. That nah, has nothing to do with straight or gay, but I'm just talking like right. personalities yeah. of how, people like you need an alpha and a beta you need like you need two people that fill each other's needs and that's kind of lost today in this kind of feminist versus like misogynist kind of thing right i agree very much and what's interesting in the black madonna tradition one of the things that really got me in the dance in the drumming everything is male and female there's a male way of playing the drum and a female way of playing the drum there's a female castanet and a male castanet. And uh, and the movements in the dance are very specific. Some are for men, some are for women. What really drew me to the Black Madonna, I can't say it's one thing. It's that I discovered her by chance when I was traveling in Italy to do research on the folk music. But I just felt her calling me, like I would stare at the statue and have these mystical experiences. That's why I think she, it's alive. It's a being really like telling me, come to me and follow my path, you know, come to me and follow my path. And uh, I was very young, so I didn't really know, you know, 
what I know today. I didn't know that was like what I think now is kind of the voice of the Earth Mother. You know, um, and it was also um, from one place I would go to the next. It was like she showed me, you know, one devotion, one place where the ancient goddess Shibele, for example, was worshipped, which is also the protector of transgender and gays still today in, near Naples. And then from there I would be led to another place where there is an ancient statue of the goddess Isis from Egypt, um, and now it's Our Lady of Freedom. And then from there, go to another place where the, you find La Madonna dei Poveri, the, uh, the, the Madonna of the Poor that was found in the earth, under the earth by poor people and can only be carried by poor people. Mm. If rich people try to carry her, she gets really heavy. She doesn't want to be carried. <laughs> so the, the, the journey to me was, um, and still is, led by her. So why am I drawn to that? It's because she has been... Uh, manifesting that to me and and also because she has a message that is important today that she's alive and she can heal you know in the middle ages they used her devotional music during the time of the plague the drumming to send away fear of death and fear of the plague so today i think she's even more relevant uh, because we're going through some back in time in some ways with war and plague. And she was the one always um, brought out in procession and prayed to, like in pre-Christian times, to heal, to bring the healing to the community and to transform, the power of transformation. I think that's a big part of the Black Madonna. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about our friends at Bespoke Post. That's right. Take your summer adventures to the next level with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke partners with small business and emerging brands to bring you unique goods every month, okay? Let me tell you about my favorite box, okay? Terra, all right? The knife in the Terra box is made by Bare Bones Based in Salt Lake. What do you like, Xavier? I got the Scorchbox Hot Sauces are from small brands all over the country with some Texas, Nevada, California, and more. I'm Mexican. I had to do hot sauce. Yeah, you got to. Johnny? I got the Weekender bag. It's this, uh, it's it's like a travel bag that is just the right size for a weekend trip. It's got metal reinforced uh, hinges. Uh, XG's got it up on the screen now if you're on video. It's beautiful. No matter what you have going on this season, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear essentials to beach day and travel must-haves. Okay, Box of Awesome has everything you need to get started. Just take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. All right. Plus, with each Box of Awesome, you're supporting local businesses. 90% of everything that comes in Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. Each box is valued at $70, but you only pay a fraction of the cost. Okay, so here's what we're doing, okay? And it's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code TINFOIL at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code TINFOIL for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, promo code TINFOIL. 
quick question. Uh, is there any specific reason she resembles the Virgin Mary? <laughs> Very good question. I didn't even say that yet. Well, so Christianity uh, had to adopt the pre-Christian um, devotions. And the first uh, black Madonna um, that has been honored in Christianity and then became the mother of Christ is Isis from Egypt, Isis with baby Horus, and that's African. Uh, so, but she's black also, you know, she's black because of the earth, because of presenting the African mother. But then in Christianity, in early Christianity, for the first 300 years, when they represented Mary and Jesus, they painted these dark icons. They were dark-skinned people. Because they, they say the first painter was St. Luke who, who, who painted the first Mary and Jesus because he knew they were dark. So there is another aspect that is very interesting that the Black Madonna now is, is worshipped in Catholic, Catholic countries as Mary, Mother of Christ. Yes, and, and the Christ is black, baby Jesus is black. So, uh, and that's very important that the Christian, the Catholic Church didn't uh, make her disappear. They kept her. They never questioned why she's black. But the other truth is that those first paintings, and you will find those in Byzantine icons, they were dark skinned because obviously Mary and Jesus were dark, you know, were brown people. They were not white. That's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very interesting because again, going back to our conversation, Johnny, you know, they're rewriting this stuff in in these TV shows. Well, they've been doing that for centuries because they've taken Jesus, and there was this discussion on on who 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 is the Jesus, who is the picture that they use for the white Jesus? It's crazy, and yes. and it's this prince. That they break it down like an 18th century prince. Uh, the the white Jesus is uh, uh, is actually a uh, who is the white Jesus uh, named at or uh, pictured after? And it's like it's yeah, and it's like this famous yeah dude. It's like this famous <laughs> that I didn't know, but but it, you know it, it began also in the Renaissance eh, when you start seeing all those white. Madonnas with blue eyes, a lot of them, um, with, of course, and the Jesus too. That was really a very smart, I mean, smart, in, I don't think it's smart, but there was a, a move of the Vatican, you know, commissioning the artists, and they had to do it that way. They had to make them, you know, like Botticelli or Miguelan, they always painted them pretty, pretty light and with blue eyes, which... Which, if you think of it, can you imagine somebody from North Africa in those, in those times being blue-eyed and blonde? It's ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I'm it's saying, impossible. I'm saying to you right now, the, the guy that is uh, named, that they that they believe that white Jesus was uh, paying after, and it's... Oh, really? Caesar, Caesar Borgia. B Bo Borgia. 
Borgia. Oh, yeah. Cesare Borgia. Yeah, yes. yes, I know who that is. Like that, that he is That's the guy from that. the Renaissance. Yeah. Cesare that, Borgia, sure. I know who that is. That they redid Sean. Yeah, he's he the Sean. No, something else on that. He was the model for all the new Jesus. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so it becomes this. Cesare re- Borgia, yeah. Yeah, that's who they think. That that's they- very interesting. I, I, I didn't know this part, but I know who Cesare Borgia is. Yeah. And they that basically that this is the guy that they they mimicked uh, and created white Jesus. For so it's like Mark. What's that? It looks like Mark a little bit, doesn't he? He <laughs> really does. Yeah, that kind of does. Mark so, loves hearing his name on the show. Anytime we talk about Mark on the show, he's super excited. About it. Um, so the artist used him as the to resemble Jesus. Does no, that- no, they they made Jesus resemble him. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's because the rewriting of history, because as as we just talked about, you know, what basically they did was the Catholic Church went around and and took a bunch of uh, pagan pagan rituals and incorporated them into uh, Catholicism in order to get uh, people to follow Catholicism. You know, it's just like, Absolutely. hey, dude, we're just like this, too, and we're just like that as well. So, you know, so it wasn't a uh, a giant shock to get these people to fall under the, 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 the control of the Catholic Church, or the Vatican, should I say. It's very weird because you know so many great Catholics out there. And they yeah. just want to be Absolutely. religious, right? They just want to be into religion. Uh, and they don't co-sign on a lot of what the Vatican has done and is doing. And I think I, it's just a really, it's like we always say about any religion, and any group. It's like groups, the, the groups are great. It's these small group of people at the top that always cause the chaos between uh, between everybody Everywhere. and make us all fight with each other. But I want to get back to the Black Madonna because you brought up some interesting stuff, and that is, you know, as we talk about Tataria on the show, we talk a lot about about organs and uh, vibrations and healing people, and you you have talked about how through these these ceremonies and these rituals that you've learned about the Black Madonna that 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 worship the Black Madonna, it has helped you, in fact heal uh and and cure some stuff that's going on in your life can you tell us a little bit about that well uh, it's really the power of the um, the devotion through drumming so i also through prayer so i i've had some you know important um mystical moments with her again when i said what i was um diagnosed with this uh cancerous conditions i had a vision of her over my bed when I came out of surgery and she led me to do all the other research that I had been doing. Also, um, I felt every time that I was part of the uh, a specific ceremonial um, day or feast, that something would shift in me. So if I asked for a, a grace or a miracle, mo- most of the times it really did happen. It had to do you know, a long time ago with the freeing my ex-husband from addiction, we received a miracle as we were praying by this Madonna that has a crown with 12 stars and the center star started to move towards us as if she was saying, come to me, come to me. And I'm not making this up. This is really what happened. And, I, and she's called the Our Lady of Freedom. And 
we felt that she was there to tell us you're free and it was really for him to be free of his problems and come out uh you know and he came out sober uh so that that was one of the, the strongest moments to really witness that you know and you can't explain when these things happen and and in the same you know for for others that i've helped you know through the drumming workshops and dance whenever i light a ceremony for the person to release whatever trauma or or problems they were going through they would tell me and it happened they would come out of trauma or or that specific problem they were working in during the ritual that they would have a vision of the black madonna at that moment that she appeared without me knowing it because there i was guiding it with the drum and singing but without me knowing it she came through again because she's alive so um these are you know sounds like um strange things to describe to most people but i think you understand this yeah on this show it totally makes yeah. sense <laughs> <laughs> guys i want to tell you about our friends at buck mason okay buck mason is the stuff if you love clothes and i love clothes xavier loves clothes johnny we're not sure okay listen we all have our favorite go-to right 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 yes. right right Sw shirts sweater jeans that stuff you wear all the time well i was getting dressed this morning and realized my favorite go-to is buck mason buck mason clothes are second to none they're timeless and never go out of style everything i own fits right out of the box and becomes my new favorite instantly okay buck mason makes all the essentials jeans shirts jackets all the go-to's somehow much much more okay i love the tailored look and the fit of their t-shirts even after wearing them, putting them through the wash, and after wash, after wash, after wash, they look just as good as when the first time I wore them, okay? The Curved MT is fantastic. GQ loves it as much as I do, and I love it, okay? Calling it the best t-shirt in the game. It's real simple. You go on here, they got some good-looking models, and you're just like, that shirt will look good on me, that shirt. It's just that simple. Hey, dude, how'd it fit? I fit good, felt professional, looked good. Ladies' heads were turning. Trust me on that. Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. So this is what's going to happen, man. Once you try Buck Mason, they'll become your go-to favorite, okay? Head over to buckmason.com slash Tim Boyle and get a free T-shirt with your order. That's B-U-C-K-M-A-S-O-N.com slash Tim Boyle to get a free shirt with your first oil. Buckmason.com dot com slash tinfoil now what is it like you know again we've heard you know we've talked about vibrations we've talked a lot about um how like through time uh you know our radio stations our music is tuned to a certain frequency that affects us in a certain way can calm oh. us to uh, to 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 agitate us and all that stuff what is it about these oh. rituals and these vibrations and these drumming beats that you think what, what how does it have an effect on the human body well and it's not really all scientifically explained, but we don't. We do know that um, the vibration of of the six eight rhythm, you know, which is African too, as a power is a trance inducing rhythm. So it has a power to kind of alter your state of mind, and through that you can let go of whatever your trauma or problem is and receive 
the heal in the vision. Um, four four rhythm is also another even rhythm used. Um, a lot of that has definitely connection also with your heartbeat. So it brings you back in balance. So you feel that rhythm uh, connects your to your heart and your womb, and it balances you get again if you've been out of balance. The six eight also has a power to induce strength, but also to to make the body move in a certain way. So that with certain um, motions, especially like turning and spinning, uh, you kind of can let go of your ego, of your mind, and do a motion that cleanses your aura, your auric field. So that's a big part of it. And it's not just in Italy, as you probably know, it's also in Africa or Brazil or Cuba, other parts of the world, the Sufis, you know, in Islam, the, the, the movement, but the, those movements are always led by the drum. So I believe, like you, that the vibration, you know, is also cosmic. You know, it comes from the cosmos. The drum captures that. And we are part of the universe. We're part of the cosmos. So we need to balance that again. So the drum can make that happen, unifies us with the vibration out there of the cosmos. And also, you know, there is probably the resonance of the earth because a lot of these places where they have the Black Madonna sanctuaries are um, located over ancient tem temples where really uh, built by people in the ancient times knowing there was a power spot of the earth. Ah, so the, here we go. The vibration of the earth really is right there under your feet. You can feel it. These that ley lines. Again. Ley lines. Yes. Here we go. We've, you know, we've had Matt Lacroix on here, Von Galt, and yeah. now we have you on here talking about these ley lines, and you're all the ley lines, different angles and different points of view, and you're all saying the, uh, along the same lines, which really makes me think there's something going on there. And again, it gets back to how truly amazing where we live is, and they, you know, it goes yes. back. They don't want you to know how special they are. They don't want you to know how powerful you are. They don't want you to know how, 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 how special where you live is. They want you to think you're yeah. early on a rock in the middle of space and deep, empty space. And just all this stuff is super random and it just happened and just all this stuff perfectly worked out and stuff like vibrations and music and frequencies, mm -hmm. you know. They just happen to have an effect on you, but that's just random as well. And it's just like, it's just this long con game. It's just, yeah. and everything's about getting away from homeopathic natural remedies to deal with you because there's no money in it. There's no yeah. money in it. Yeah, I've been searching for that myself for different things. Yeah. It's in, in Italy, it's very used. Homeo homeopathy is very common. Um, all pharmacies have a big section of homeopathy. Not here. Not here. Here it's very, it's very hard because the pharmaceutical industry is such a business. Um, but the homeop homeopathy comes from that principle too, right? To find that balance in a more natural way. But, so that, um, but the ley lines that you were saying are part of why this particular place is where, where I've been, but I'm sure there are so many in the world, as you know, um, the drumming ceremonies can really be effective more than anywhere else 
because we're already working with the vibration coming from the earth or from the ocean and then free from the cosmos and the sky. So ancient people knew it and they built, you know, temples like that with all this facing the sun, facing the moon, facing this. And, um, but I believe the Christian, the Christianity, you know, the first people in power, especially, they still knew that they, a lot of churches, the way they built are done the same way and using some alchemy as well, you know, they, some of the priests or whatever, people that were building, especially in the Renaissance, were highly elevated spirituality, in spirituality, even though it was still a business and they hired artists that could maintain that, those power spots in certain places. And uh, the, the, the thing about these ley lines is that there, a lot of people believe they're amplifiers. They amplify yeah. energy. So it's, it's very easy to get uh, information or energy across a, 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 a wide area very quickly. So if we take a look at like, if you're asking me, I guarantee you Washington, D.C., New York, they're all on these kind of ley lines, which, you know, you have, so you go, well, if nobody watches CNN, MSNBC, and all this stuff, why is everything they talk about seem to be everywhere? Well, this might be able to explain it because if they're talking about these this information and putting it out to the universe on these ley lines, it's very it's very easy to get it amplified to a large area of people. You know, I mean, like that's really what it is because I watch. Very interesting what you're saying. Wow. Yeah, right? I mean, I've been thinking about that. It's like, nobody's watching television, nobody's watching the news, but yet the information's everywhere, and you're like, maybe they just know. Yeah, I'm not watching the news anymore. I'm done. I can't take it. Yeah, well, because you're a smart person, that's why. And you, <laughs> you, you well, understand I'm also very, very sensitive, and I realized, no, I don't need to see it that way, but it's, but it's everywhere anyway, of course. You know, on the internet and all that. So that's why going back to praying in the ancient way is so important to, you know, to kind of as an exorcism, send away all this negativity, send it away. Because, yeah, it's true, things are happening, but the more you dwell on it, the more we bring it to us. There are other ways to dispel it, you know. And uh, imagine ancient times, they didn't, there were wars, there were always war and, and contagious disease as well but um but people didn't um really dwell on it on this negativity there was so much spiritual practice connected you know to the earth and to the cosmos and to the moon to really receive the healing the power from somewhere else and not in a necessarily an organized religion you know because organized religion then becomes a business <laughs> when you when and, uh, you when you see these like these these uh, on these ley lines these ancient relics of of past pyramids or or churches or holy sites do you what are what are some of the things that we've learned about these ancient sites that kind of been hidden from us I mean you mentioned that there's some black Madonna. Uh, symbolism and stuff like that, but is it all of of the Black Madonna, or is there have there are there other uh, spiritual or religious 
uh, beliefs that kind of been hidden from us over time, and and what do they represent? Do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Like, what are the things uh, that we? Yeah, I think I do. I mean, um, my direct experience has been more um, in Italy, which is full of churches and temples and um, and sacred sites, right? Like also the ancient archaeological sites. So what what I felt many times the ley line in some places like in one in Sicily where there is a black Madonna that there is so she's found in the sea so there is a spot where you, there is the ocean three lakes of salt water with this very magical um, sand around it and then the mountain above and a cave right that place is definitely a ley line where all these powers come together where you feel the volcanic soil the lake and the sea and when they meet that's when you feel this vibration that is definitely healing i've done a lot of bathing in those lakes and um took people with me there everybody feels like they're going through some kind of purification and transformation so and that's made by nature. Man didn't build that. So uh, that's one of my experiences. And how did the ancient people know that? That's where they built the temple of the goddess Cibele. And now in the mountain is the Black Madonna of Tindari. I think they had the power, you know, of uh, communicating, you know, obviously with the spirit world. And the, in some cases, gods probably where spirits or beings were not just the statue of God, you know? And it's like South America. I've also been to South America. All those temples represent beings. They were not just fantasy. So I think in like a ley line like that one in Sicily, for example, ancient people communicated with other beings and spirits that already were there and they were directed to build certain things there or to come there for prayers. And, um, and, but the main focus was always healing. It was always for the good of the community, not for uh, like in other cultures, they did sacrifices, not in this part of the world, not in the Mediterranean. It was really more for the, for mother nature. She would, you know, show them how she's alive how the meeting of the earth and the ocean create that vibration, create that force. And their devotion was really to honor her as a living being. And, you know, something, of course, we, we forgot today because look at what's happening to our planet. Doesn't make sense what I'm saying. So I think there, that there was a communication, you know, from the earth mother, the ocean spirit, other beings, you know, call it Aphrodite, the goddess of the sea, or, but they were alive with them, directing them on what to do and how to do it. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I think this has a lot to do with this long con game that has happened with disconnecting us from source, from God, yeah from the Black Madonna, from nature, hurt, hurt, hurting us into these giant cities where we, we are disconnected 
from nature and they they can control totally. us easier and we start to get into you know i mean I, some of you talked about in the last time you were on the show but like you know it's like there was a time in the middle east where like back in the day where people were afraid that the world was coming to an end or the plague exactly. was coming and you know we don't do this anymore we don't we don't talk we don't get spiritual when things get crazy right we actually no. go the opposite way of that and like you know so a plague is here what do we end up doing we 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 try to take more and more drugs to deal with it whether to True. numb it out or to just as a magic feather to make us think we're doing something i mean Look at what everyone did with this coronavirus. All this like drop, all these insane Pfizer drops are happening. Like twelve percent effectiveness on a on a virus has a ninety nine point six percent survival rate. Like we just we just don't wow. want to trust our nature, our natural immunity, our our connection True. with God, and all that stuff. And there's like for every sickness on there out there, you always hear there is a natural remedy for it, but nobody wants to do that. Now we live in this kind of crazy times where everyone thinks the world's come to an end. Guess what? You're not the first generation to think the world's coming to an end. It happens every like ten years, right? The Cold War sounded really scary. Yeah, of course. Like, I, it I, I didn't live through it, but like put it, them telling you to get under your your desk as a kid, I'd be like, how that would yeah. be traumatizing as fuck. Well, yeah, I can you imagine? Yes. Get under your desk. So when a nuclear bomb, which Johnny believes in, uh, it's going to come and get you. So uh, it's like so ridiculous, dude. Yeah, and I, I've been feeling that a lot, that we've been really feeling in, they've been telling us to live in fear. I'm very sensitive, and it's not a good thing. You know, somehow this fear has to be released. Yes. You know, because. Yes, really and a, a big way is like turn off your television. Oh. Turn off. Well, guess what? Media. I haven't been watching television anymore. <laughs> there we go, because you're a smart one. So I, I also in months in months. I can't. I watch some stuff that I, I'm, you know, curious about in, on YouTube, and then and then sometimes I wonder. It's like, am I really that weak, that fragile? I just can't watch it. I it's, really. It's it's I, affecting me and others. I think in the wrong way. I totally agree with that. And we have this chaos right now. Uh, I want to get your 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 opinion on feminism today and what it represents, because you know when we talk about uh, you know Mother Earth, that uh, a mother is a provider, uh, a nurturer, and all the that nurturer, stuff. Yeah. And I, like for me, like the divine feminine and modern day like third wave feminine, fourth wave feminism doesn't seem to be doing that at all, and it actually seems to be hurting people into a way that we kind of have been talking about this disconnect from history from from uh your your form earth from uh, you know love from god now this again is not a conversation where you gotta have kids you gotta do you gotta have kids that's not what you're having I, i'm not i'm thinking that at all i'm just saying like we've kind of gotten away from women being nurturers in a weird way am i wrong on that well, no, it depends on the women, but I, I, I always felt that too, that feminism, of course, helped us, you know, with women liberation and to, you know, of course, fight for abortion and things like that. But on the other end, has ruined a little bit the image of women being women, you know, women um, being feminine and making them be more masculine. 
would take on certain roles that are more men's roles. So, I may be an Italian and old fashioned, but I still think there are certain things that are more women roles and more men roles. And, um, and the, mom, the, 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 you know, the maternal aspect of a woman should be natural, it should be there. So I think that in this society, there is a lot of, there are a lot of things that are really screwed up and confused. Um, and <laughs> that's a, a very interesting conversation, but, you know, do I, but I always felt that there is an imbalance, especially here, not, not so much in Latin countries, but women really want to be more men, but I don't think that's the solution either. It's okay. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm all for people being transgender and changing and doing what they feel their soul really is. But if you live as a, you know, if you're a woman, you should still identify more as a woman than as men. Yeah, and, I get that. Uh, so when you when you said earlier, like, because, you know, we had Christopher Noel. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's uh, come on the show and he's talked a lot about how a lot of stuff we see coming out of Hollywood is a basically ancient, ancient, ancient uh, tr- uh, religions uh, from the the occult religions from the past involving trans and transgender and we have this giant war going on about transgenderism and all that yeah. stuff and um you know and and it's and i think you know it's very interesting because we get into the um uh, uh, we get into how the catholic church has come around and you know basically took bibles and, and forced people to take the bible literally and there's a whole talk oh, about yes. how that wasn't what it was meant to be that it was a philosophy that's what the dead sea scrolls are that these right. is spirituality again and this is not anti-bible because you know the bible has wonderful stories in it to learn how to live your life by and it, like and everything gets into the weaponization of it by power people trying to control everybody and get us all to fight with each other so we have this giant movement right now where people are very nervous that we're seeing this movement to uh you know push trans uh you know transgenderism on Mm -hmm. onto children who may not be ready to have that conversation and that's true too yeah you know and it's and it's just like and i also think in that we've had this kind of like super expansion into this kind of crazy realm where we're like there's uh, and this is something i want to talk to you about too like there's a billion genders and all that stuff and you know when you talk about the cabalion and uh you know i'm really into like hermetic principles they talk about yin and yang and how there's men and women and everything but yet here we are again you know there's the there's masculinity and femininity and everybody but yeah here we are again with the weaponization of these things that makes it so we can't even find a medium like a a point to agree on do you guys understand what i'm saying like everything's got to be extreme and if you don't agree that then we're at war and it's just like i i think what we're going to see is this giant kind of pull back into like sanity and common sense which is you you do you you be you just don't push and leave, and, leave, and leave, let, let it be whatever it is yeah i i feel that there has been a lot of more division than before um right now especially i have a lot of friends that are transgender a lot of students 
transgender is so old you know again the rituals for the black madonna were done by men who became women they were transgender and all that it's nothing new uh it's just the way right now i think people are more divided than together that's what i feel it's everything it's Because, a it's yeah, a wall but it no should wall. be the other way around yeah. right I just, sorry i just think no no you don't have to yeah. apologize I, i i'm sorry but we cut you off right there but i, I mean like i i'm not i think there's uh i think they i think there's a lot of people it is of my belief that they you know they always get you mad at a boogeyman right so you don't take a look at the real the, right. the real disturbing part and then for me dude i think pedophiles get everybody mad at transgenders that's my opinion Uh, I mean, most of the transgenders are probably these super uh, disenfranchised, powerless people. I mean, I walk, watch them walk the streets lost on drugs all the time. And now you're thinking, oh, they're coming for this. That's being done on purpose. So you don't take a look at like all these dark arts you know pedophiles who are are coming for your children that's just my opinion man it's just like live and let live and stay away from your children that stay away from the kids until until they want to decide what they want to do and uh, that's just my i think where you're gonna see this giant thing where you're like you talk to most people like i don't care what you do with yourself do your take care of yourself do you just leave your beliefs to you and i'll do me and i think that is Um, that's important yeah i think that's where it's going i mean that's what happened right now with abortion it's either a nine month uh, oh abortion. here we go we're getting no, no, into no. it again. all i'm saying is just the extremes it's, e it's either you're pro-abortion or super extreme you're pro-wall no pro-wall yeah. it's always like the extremes are like it's either you're here you're there you can't just well, be like they've picked those issues though those are those, the issues yeah, where you know can't that have any purpose. shades of gray yeah they've made those they've pushed those issues to the yeah, floor yeah Yeah, uh, you sound crazy. Either you yeah. pick one or the other, or you sound like a crazy person. Like it just, you're not going to win. Yeah, I totally agree <laughs> with that, man. And it just becomes this weaponization. You see, people they know how to manipulate people, like they know how to manipulate and also people. people emotionally. Think they are their beliefs, their political beliefs, their political. Yeah, they, they identify, identify them, with. Right? Yeah, yeah, and they think that if you're don't agree with those beliefs, or you're attacking those beliefs, that you're attacking them. Yeah, and then that's right, how, uh, and that's, that's not true. Exactly. Exactly. People should be so free of, of you know, their own beliefs. But right now, if you if you don't agree with certain things, it's uh, politically incorrect, <laughs> and then you get crazy, crazy things. You know, yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's just a crazy time, and everybody gets so angry yeah. about everything. But you know, I mean, like I I hate to tell you, but there were times. Uh, back in in the days, when when we saw that there were there were spiritual temples that had trans hooker priests in there, and just like what that represented, and I'm not saying that's right or that's the way it should be or any of that <laughs> stuff, but I'm just like, there's been like this kind of like this movement to like that all of a sudden this is everywhere and. I, I just think it's a psyop to get everybody to fight with each other. And it's like... We need to uh, uh, definitely end that, my dear. And I think that's the job of the artists, you know, the, the way we, we express what we want to do and and your job, you know, your. I think we should all have a mission, you know, of how we educate people on what it's, um, you know, and this political correcting is, is really overdone, I, I, I believe. 
when I you know talk about the traditions that I teach, I talk about transgenderism being sacred in the ancient times, the way it was accepted, but it was never an issue. It was not an issue. It was not a taboo. Nobody was discriminated. You know, it was not. And the same thing with venerating a dark image or a, or a black image. It's just the way it is, and it was never questioned why why she's black. A lot of black Jesuses in Italy. People just worship it and have their devotion, and no one says, "Oh, but why is he black?" Nobody says that, you know. And I'm not saying Italy is perfect by all means, <laughs> but but there, this part of it, I'm really you know I'm proud of, and I miss. I really miss it here. It really is um, here. To, there's some. There's a, a lot. I I think there is a lot of chaos. A lot of chaos. So when you, and the, the when, you when you work with women, what do you do with them? Well, you know, I, I haven't been able to do this live in a while because of COVID. The the workshops that I lead are um, with when there is a healing focus. I I use a tambourine playing the fast six day rhythm of the tarantella um, with a group usually, and and the women let go and dance the specific ritual dance. And when they finally go, you know, identifying with the spider, the bite of the spider, the tarantula, and they're on the floor and they really let go. It's a very erotic dance too. What I do through the drumming and dance is help them release, help them release that poison out of the body that it's caught. That's the representation of the venom of the tarantula. And, um, and I also teach them prayers and chants with drumming with the, to the Black Madonna and, and the tarantella. So, I, that's what I do. I kind of help uh, guide them through a trauma or through a release of a blockage or sadness. And I've actually been teaching on Zoom, and it's been powerful because people are receiving certain things even through the internet, the power of this drumming. So and uh, if they have a specific uh, issue or problem they want to work on, that usually we do in the live workshops. Through Zoom, it's been really like every day that we do a lesson, there is a devotional rhythm or a chant, and I've seen them transform through through the years. Now it's, I have some students that are incredible. So I think I feel that I empower women with this ancient tool of the, the frame drum and the singing and the dance. And some of my students are transgender, yeah, women I, especially. I think, you know, it's it's a very touchy subject. People are very afraid of what's being pushed on their children by these teachers, which, I mean, my parents were mm-hmm. teachers. I didn't even know what, you know, it's just, it's, and I think this is like when you see something on, uh, uh, you know, TikTok or on, uh, you know, oh, uh, Instagram, it's all done to cause us to fight with each other. I don't even know how much of it's true. What's what's stopping people from just making fake videos of someone acting like a teacher and get not that it's not happening, yeah. but it seems like yeah. it's everywhere all the time, and it just seems like it's getting us to to fight with each other more and more and more and more and more. Live and let live. That's that's my motto. That seems to be the motto of the same people and common sense right now and. It just mm. like it's, and then you just look at what the Vatican did with peace, us. Peace, yeah, and find some peace. 
yeah. find some peace. What do you think? And we'll let you go because I know you have to do a uh, a class. Yeah, soon. and I have to prepare for this. Okay. So final cl- final thing, if you could talk to anybody. What do you think the biggest mistake young people are making today when it comes Ooh. to spirituality? Like what what in the past what was done that isn't done anymore? Well, I mean, I think the worst part of it is uh, being attached to the cell phones and to technology and social media. I believe that separates you completely from what we really are and how we are connected to the universe and to the mother, to the earth and to nature. I think when they're searching for spirituality, some young people I know are actually enlightened, so they're not only just about technology. Uh, Right now, a lot of them are searching through ayahuasca. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yes, yes. Um, And uh, things like that. I don't judge that because I don't do it, but I don't judge it. But I don't think they realize that there is a bigger picture, a more cosmic picture, you know, if you want to really connect to true spirituality. First of all, I think it's important to to go to places where things are still different. These places exist. You know, it could be in America, it's in the Native American communities, or you could be different countries or Brazil or where you really see how communities live and pray and do spiritual activities, whether in a church or outside, like the Yoruba, you know, from the from Africa and Brazil, Cuba, Puerto Rico, um, and they are all together praying, drumming, dancing, and receiving, you know, the visions, the miracles. They don't use cell phones to do that. They don't use computer. Uh, I mean, this stuff is everywhere now. But I'm saying um, the way actually people come together spiritually in other parts of the world is very different. And ayahuasca is, is being done as part of that, but I, th- I think it's also very deceiving. Um, and it's not done for the community necessarily. It's just for that person, uh, you know, to find an answer or something, but it doesn't have a more global effect, like to, to help a community. Or, you know, and that's the power of prayer. You know, people go to church and pray. That's the power of prayer, right? But you can do it also in, in, in a different form. So the rituals I've done are prayers. People come together and they support each other and they put it out there to the cosmos, to the universal mother, help us heal or stop the plague. And that's how they do it. They don't do it by taking a substance. It's not the same. Does it make sense? Yes, 100%. And I'm going to make sure all your links are in uh, in the description so that they can find you and learn more about you because you're also Thank an you. absolutely amazing drummer. Uh, I mean, so I think Thank people you. need to know about you. I'm so happy that you came on the Me show. Too. Thank you very much. And we talked again. I look forward to our next conversation. Uh, Absolutely, and hopefully in LA. I'm sorry, my trip didn't happen. <laughs> when when do you think you're going to do it again? I don't know. I was th- thinking of June, but they didn't confirm. So, but I will let you know. 
All right. Well, thank you so okay. much for coming on. It was great talking to you, thank and you. I look forward to Same doing here. it again. Take thank care. The best to you. Many blessings. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 See you. Bye. What a wonderful conversation that was. Big time. Alessandro Bonel- Baloney. Baloney. Alessandro Baloney. What a fun conversation. What do you think of that conversation? Yeah. What do She's you cool. think? She's cool. She's cool. She's, She's cool. cool. And I love talking to the people that have been around for a while. And I think it's very important in these shows to do that. Yeah. And I, and I think it's important that people, like, you got to, like, sometimes we have some dangerous conversations on this show that sometimes I, I hope that the people who listen understand it's about an open mind and maybe you don't have to agree with everything all the time but you can hear somebody else's perspective and i think like like she's a she's a classic man you know like you got to talk to them why they're all here right like then they're here and they, and they've been through so much and she is in the, she's like a world class drummer and i know some people are going to get really upset about the trans talk but i go if you and like I, if you know that the church has been running some crazy like games on us about you know a hidden history and stuff like that, it's like maybe you need to hear about some like outside discussions on topics that you uh, on topics you might not have all the information about. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That like it's like well, lift- there's, there's no there's no injury. To hear an idea, you know, what I mean, you're not being hurt by listening to an idea. And there's so many people now who act like they've been injured. If you just want to deliver an idea to them, you know what I mean. And then in a podcast, I mean, you're choosing to listen to it. I just think it's. Inter- I, I'm the kind of person that just wants to hear everything. I want to hear what everybody thinks, every side from left to right, down the middle. You know what I mean? Because and I and I I just think you can't you can't fortify your own ideas without having heard as many alternatives as possible and and if if your idea is so sound yeah you should be able to hear anything that might not completely line up with it 100 and that's biblical dude i mean that's that there you know that's in the bible like testing test all things and try all things and hold fast to that which is good that's in the bible and that's even if it's placebo and even if it's placebo because she talked about how it cured her cancer even if it was not the drums it's gone yeah even if it was the placebo, power, yeah, the power of just believing it. Yeah. If someone else, if she can, she can convince someone else. Like, look, it helped me, and this person goes in there with the thought, like, it helped her. It's gonna help me, and it's gone. I completely agree, dude. And you know, I just want to say something here because I, I've had a couple people reach out to me based on the last show and all my stuff. It's like, dude, we we're gonna have dangerous conversations on the show and I really never want to be like, oh, I can't say that because the crowd won't like that or the listeners won't like that. I really want to be 100% as authentic as I can with you guys and my beliefs and my, my, my thoughts. So sometimes I'm going to say stuff that you don't necessarily agree with, but it's, I think it's okay, man. Like, I think it's okay. I think you should be okay with that because what I think we're seeing on a very large scale through like podcasting and YouTube, you know, is like people presenting one thing and then the opposite being true and, and they everything just crumbles. Right. Because I think they present an unauthentic view of everything. Right. I mean, that's my whole opinion. And certainty. A lot of, a lot of people 
when you come, you know, when you come to a conversation with certainty, like this is the only possible, yeah, head on a swivel solution, yeah, then then any flaw, you know, any, you know, anything that's not that ends up not being proved about what you've said, then that makes everybody doubt everything, and 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 that now that brings to mind a certain bishop uh, oh. <laughs> oh that just came out know, right yeah yeah Shit. that uh you know about now, bishop now I, larry gator now i being... doubt everything he said go ahead and say what yeah, he let, yeah yeah let him know where we found him yeah go so, on well we didn't find yeah, him charlie did, yeah. robinson of microaggressions uh did Microgression. some deep dives and found that he's part of the world economic forum like the young world economic forum he was on their roster i mean uh, like some crazy things are going on like He's like, did we find out that's real? The Bill. It, he Simmons. really tweeted it that he's going to be on Bill Simmons, which is one of the biggest, most mainstream podcasts in sports. It's one of the biggest, most mainstream podcasts in sports. Uh, right there, Bishop. Yeah, and, and for people who have asked, I mean, what happened was one day we were on the podcast, and I was just—I think we were at the wind down time, like we are now—and I just happened to be scrolling through. Because somebody had mentioned Gators, and I and I realized he'd blocked us, and 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 well, he, did, he blocked you, and I'm like, oh well, Johnny talks shit about yeah, you, so yeah, he probably yeah. blocked him, and then he went to me, and I'm like, damn, dude, he blocked me too, and then even me without a word. That's when Who they knew. Who blocks yeah, Xavier, the on, care yeah. bearer of uh, of Tim Paul hat? Without a word, though. I mean, not an explanation, not a word. What had? What was the last communication you'd had with him before that? Do you remember? No, had you tried was, to book did, him or anything? No, the last show he did was the last time he talked to us on the show. Is the last time we talked, and it was a little weird that episode, though. Well, it was well a- because he said Trump was still the president. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. said he had an insider. Someone from the inside had told them that Trump was going to come back, but that's another different topic for We're another day. And, and that's the whole thing about the shows. We let you talk. Yeah. We let you talk. That sure reads now like. Disinfo. So the question is, and I, I put this out to those who last long enough to hear this. Congrats to you, mother. Congrats to you. Not, not that it was an interesting episode. We just no, no, no. Just statistically, most people, yeah. most people, people don't have drop time. off. Yeah. So our question is, our question is, should we keep up the Bishop Larry Gator shows? Yeah, I think we have to. I think we should. Yeah, yeah. The Kobe one was my. We just gotta, to we gotta day. put one of those disinfo tags yeah. on it, like Instagram. And, <laughs> you know? and because he is what we believe now may be controlled opposition. And we had talked about it. By the way, yeah. uh, Jason Goldman of uh, Crowdsource the Truth was the first one to call this a guy while, out. A while ago, yeah. You I mean, know, he, and, he came in here and pushed, uh, what was it, our heart really hard? That was his main thing. That should have been well, the first no, red flag. Well, no, he came on in the, in the intros and was like, I got 300 million <laughs> listeners. Yeah, you're like, dude, that's bigger than Rogan. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. But it's like super interesting because... You know, he went to... Will you look it up? I think Bishop Larry Gators went to the on Oscars. I'm going to see if he's on YouTube. But go, he went to the Oscars. Did he really? And then I think he went to... Uh, I think someone said he's thinking about running for governor of California, but I, I don't think he lives that. there. I couldn't find that. Larry Gators Oscars. I can't find that either. Yeah! Like, they went to some pre-Oscar party. Like, isn't oh, he the guy who's party. like, this is like a den of like, and then look who he's tagging. Oh, look at him. And look who he's tagging. What he's tagging like, TMZ. Oh, he's, at the, he's at the Peterson Automotive Museum. Interesting. <laughs> but like, if you think the town is, uh, if you think the whole industry is a, a, a fucking. Dude, I, I tell you now, if he goes on Bill Simmons. I guarantee you all that shit he said was bullshit. 
if he goes on. Why do you think that? Because there's no way he would get on Bill Simmons without an in. That show is such an industry, like. I mean, it's 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 that show when is you mean high that level. He, when you mean insider shit, even say how many subscribers he's, he has. He's getting the no subscribers. It's it, really right? low. Look, if you look at subscribers, it's hidden, he, right? No, no. Uh, I just saw it right now. It was under three hundred. Three hundred, three hundred, thousand. Oh no, never mind. It is hidden. Yeah, it's got it hidden. It's Why just, yeah. is he hiding his subscribers? But look at those numbers, though. Because They're not he bad. says everybody on yeah, on iHeartRadio, he's got three hundred million listeners, dude. But then you go, why is he still on YouTube? You know, I just told you yeah. why, dude. I mean, four hours. He's controlled opposition. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, Jason man. Goodman said that on Crowdsource the Truth. He goes, this guy's. And you remember because he it's, came in and he was yelling about Jews. He's like he was, yelling yeah. about Jews, and no, I go, no, and no, we no. had to push back on it, and we're like, well, we over. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just calling like I see it, and and then. You remember because he came on another time and he didn't want to talk about uh, the thing about crowdsource the truth because crowdsource the truth was saying that he was sent in to get to get shows canceled. Yeah, it probably scared him. Like, like, oh shit, I'm busted. But imagine being a guy who's like, I'm slaying the dragons, and then you're like, you're tagging TMZ. They don't want to hear this, you know? They Oh, they don't want to hear what Bishop Larry Gator's got. And what's the chances of Bishop being a bishop? Oh, no. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, imagine four hours of just his face. We're lucky yeah. he didn't call and himself he, like, like Archbishop. What is it about guys that age? They just don't know how to line up the camera. Yeah, I, well, you know, no, you know, he doesn't want to. He's a heavy guy, and he doesn't want to see the bottom. Well, part. he also doesn't want you to see all of his notes because the belief oh, is that he's yeah. riffing this oh, stuff. Oh, no, oh, no, no way. Yeah, it's not. He's he's reading. Yeah, but, oh, I mean, it's just crazy. Our old friend. This but, is like a very Darth Vader turn, you know what I mean? Like it makes me you laugh. You are the chosen one. It makes me the laugh. The same, and then the same jacket on like three podcasts in a row. Yeah, because he probably just bangs them out. Yeah, I'm sure he, he just sits there with his in his disinfo chamber. His disinfo chamber. Yeah, man, super interesting. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We got a great week for you if everything goes according to plan. We got th- uh, two more great shows and. Uh, I don't know, man. I've been enjoying what we've been doing lately. I hope you guys enjoy it too. And uh, anything else, guys? Nah. All right, man. Good show today. Some yeah. big stuff coming on oh, new, too. New Broken Sim just dropped. We'll talk about it in the intro. Okay. Yeah, new Broken uh, Sim. All right. All right. <laughs> well, you, how are we going to talk about it in the intro if we already did the intro? This is not the intro. Oh. No, it's not the intro, but this is supposed to go on at the end. Oh, people yeah. know that. Okay. Okay. What's up, Broken oh, Sim and just behind the fuck. Because we did. talk in the intro, we talk about it was a good show today, guys. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank people you so people much. Are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. We go deep, homeboy. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.